0: hey nfl fans welcome to the first edition of the first down fantasy podcast i'm and patel the sports editor for the wildcat tribune in front of the microphone as always in the future i'm joined by my pal lucas quick the assistant sports editor it is thursday right before thursday night football the giants at washington Kicking off our first episode, for those of you who don't know us, I'm a huge Niners fan. Lucas is an even bigger Eagles fan. We'll talk more about our rivalry this week later in the podcast. Lucas, before week two is underway in a few hours, did you acquire any valuable gems off of your league's waiver wires yesterday?
1: Unfortunately, Rickon, I had the 10th waiver spot in one of my 12-team leagues, so I wasn't able to really use the waiver to get any of the players I was looking and getting. I was able to claim Zach Pascoe in that league. He had two touchdowns with four catches last week, so I guess he could build off something like that, but he was the best guy available. My other league, again, I didn't use my waiver just because I wanted to save it to have a number one waiver spot in more crucial parts of the season. Out, but i was able to pick up Jameis winston and i think that was pretty shocking because i thought someone would use their waiver on winston but i woke up and he was just in my hands ready to be picked up so i have him behind jalen hurts right now in my league but guys who are interested in looking in people had elijah mitchell as the number one waiver pick but i don't know how to feel about him because the niner's running back depth, as you know is really packed and really busy and i know Raheem Mostert's out for the season now But keep in mind, Tracy didn't even play week one, and who knows how big of a role he will have in the future. And I also liked Kenneth Gainwell, obviously he's an Eagles fan. Gainwell, he he right off the bat got included to our offense, which I'm not shocked about. But I wasn't shocked that Boston Scott got nothing, because we were so concerned about Miles Sanders splitting carries with Scott, and Scott didn't get anything at all. So I'm interested in Kenneth Gainwell, because I think his role in the offense can get bigger and bigger. And my f- personal favorite target that I really wanted this week was Christian Kirk. And unfortunately, he wasn't available, but he's been a really big resident target from Kyler Murray lately, and even from last year, and it carried on this year as well.
0: I'm in two fantasy leagues as well, football fantasy football leagues. Um, in one of my leagues, I've managed to pick up Naheem Hines as running wow. back depth, because in that league, I have... uh, Najee Harris and I also have Saquon Barkley, both of which didn't perform well week one and I was worried about my running backs so I managed to pick up Naheem Hines. For Saquon Barkley, I think everyone should be starting him starting week three because he's still recovering from his injury and he won't get a big workload even next week. And for Najee Harris, I would still start him week two because although Najee Harris didn't play well, he is a rookie and he needs time to get integrated into the Steelers' offense.
1: Najee Harris is really... He's going to have a big role in this Taylor's offense. And you cannot give up on this kid just because of one off game. And we looked at how Jonathan Taylor started last season. He didn't get much, but he didn't get a heavy workload until like the second half of the season. And I don't think Najee Harris is going to be in that same situation. I think his workload will get bigger and bigger as it goes on. But the Bills, you got to give credit to the Bills. They have a really good defense. So they were able to stop Najee Harris and the entire Steelers offense. So they're facing off a scratchy Raiders defense. I think Najee Harris will bounce back this week.
0: So let's move on to the Packers and Titans. Both teams had offenses which completely underperformed every single analyst's expectations. I had Julio Jones on my fantasy team, which hurt last week. I lost the week 111 to 112 points. Just one point. I'm still sour about it. If Julio Jones, Najee Harris or saquon barkley did any better i would have won however for julio jones on the titans offense as well as aj brown and their quarterback ryan Tiana hill they all underperformed do you think they're going to bounce back this week
1: absolutely and i think that the cardinals really came out to put up a show and i think the titans and the rest of the league overhyped the Titans a little bit i think just because they added julio jones they came in this situation like In the talk of being super bowl contenders so i think they got a little ahead of themselves and the cardinals came out and they shut that all down they were completely unprepared from what the cardinals were going to do and even though the titans defense isn't good really at all and but their offensive line really disappointed chandler jones had five sacks in a game which is ridiculous but just the titans just did not seem in click at all and because they lost arthur smith uh, this season but they're playing as the seahawks the seahawks are not known to have a good defense anymore so it could be more of a shooter and i expect the times to bounce back i'm not expecting them to win just yet but they'll definitely perform better than they did last week
0: so let's look at rogers and the packers offense so many fantasy managers spent high draft capital on aaron Rodgers, aaron jones and Devonte adams in their drafts last off season so many people are disappointed. Their fantasy fantasy teams lost because the Packers' offense didn't perform as well as many people thought they would. Aaron Rodgers got around three fantasy points last week. Devontae Adams a little bit more, and Aaron Jones also a little bit more. However, do you think that they should be started this
1: week as well? Absolutely. I understand that the whole last stance, quote-unquote, thing with Aaron Rodgers this is definitely going to be his last year at Green Bay. But people got to keep in mind that Rodgers wasn't even like talking with the Packers for half the offseason. It was some time where he finally got into training camp, and they started cl- connecting with one another. So I wasn't expecting them to be blown out like this. I don't think anyone did. But definitely just start them, because they're playing against the Lions. And the Lions just got just torn in pieces against the Niners. And even though it got close, their defense did not perform well at all. And... Rodgers, he's definitely gonna get more than three fantasy points. I don't like that's a very rare situation to see from Rodgers. Probably like one in a million from his whole career. But I think that'll definitely change. And I mean, Detroit at home Monday Night Football, I expect to be a shootout for Green Bay. They should win this week.
0: Yeah, I agree. So for Packers and the Titans, start your players who you drafted high. Um, We're all excited for Thursday Night Football. Who do you think they have winning this game
1: tonight? Well, it's a very important matchup for me because I'm an Eagles fan. So any NFC team that faces off any team in general, it's going to be an important match. So the Giants did not look good week one at all. And the Broncos defense just seemed to dominate them. And the Giants just couldn't seem to get any momentum ahead of themselves. And Washington, I think, has a better defense than Denver. And if the Giants weren't able to really get anything clicking against Denver... I could see the same thing happening as well. And having that O-line go up against Washington's defensive line, which is top three in the league in my opinion, that's going to be a hard task. And Saquon, I could see him being swallowed up. And even though Washington doesn't have Fitzpatrick and they have Taylor Heineke, which is a little bit of a stretch, I still think Washington will take this one in.
0: So Daniel Jones is in a tough situation. He has a mediocre offensive line. The Giants wide receiver room is looking kind of off because they lost Galladay to injury. They have Shepard who performed well last week, but Saquon Barkley, as we said, is also an injury. He's just coming back. I don't think the Giants offense is going to do too well this week, so I'm banking on Washington winning. So let's jump back to last week. Between school starting early August and the newspaper finding its rhythm in early September, I know we weren't able to share our uh, draft rankings or our starters for week one with listeners but who surprised you last week
1: now who surprised me in a positive way last week was melvin gordon and even though that the season was start for broncos would be splitting carries between javante williams and melvin gordon you can still see that explosiveness explosiveness from melvin gordon last week and i know that most of his fantasy points came from that l- run that long touchdown run from gordon but he still had, he still looked like the old Chargers' Melvin Gordon that we used to take in the first round. But I don't think that's going to continue this season, but it was definitely a, quite an impressive start for Gordon. And for disappointing, I mean, this is this, this painful for me to say because I have James Robinson in both my leagues, but I can't blame Robinson for it. He got five touches. He did have six targets, but he did got outgained by Carlos Hyde, which is the biggest shock, in my opinion, from anything that happened last week. But hopefully Robinson can bounce back. I don't know how well Urban Meyer will use him compared to the last season. It's a whole new coaching staff. But those were my two takeaways that surprised me the most last week.
0: For me, there were three wideouts who surprised me the most. So first, in Cincinnati, Jamar Chase did really well at Week One, despite other wide receivers on his team also demanding attention from Burrow. I didn't think. Most of the wide receivers on the Bengals would be fantasy relevant because of the sheer number of targets that Burrow would have to give each in order to be fantasy relevant. However, surprisingly, Burrow still managed to spread the wealth around, even with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd and Chase, and a couple tight ends in the wide out in the core. Um, second, let's head over to Dallas, where Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper tied for the best wide receiver last week. With Tyreek Hill, he outperformed so many other players despite competing for targets with C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup, and also Dak Prescott looked really good returning from injury. I never thought I'd be saying this, but I expect big things from the Cowboys' offense for the weeks to come.
1: The Cowboys have strong potential for fantasy. I already expected Dak Prescott. I don't. I didn't expect him to be as throw 400 passing yards as he did week one, but I expected the wideouts to go back to their same position as they were last year, rather than Zeke like, Elliott. The Cowboys can be a legit playoff team in general, and their defense, if they get fix up on their defense, and they can stay healthy, they can make the playoffs. So That's coming from an Eagles fan. I hate the Cowboys, but they could win our division this year, honestly. Yeah, many people are surprised.
0: Um, Another place for a surprise is look to Trey area right here in SF, where Debu Samuel had a monster performance against the Porous Lions defense. Many fantasy uh, managers drafted Brandon Ayuk as the number one wide receiver in the Niners offense. However, he played only 15 snaps last week coming off an injury. So I'd pick Debu off your waiver wire, but be cautious, because once Ayuk fully heals from his injury, Debu may not get as many uh, targets, as well as the Niners' running game picking up speed.
1: Yeah, and also George Kittle did not get any workload at all last week, so that was quite a shock for me as well. And Brandon Ayuk only playing 15 snaps, that's definitely going to change, because he was incorporated to the offense really strongly in the second half of last season. I don't think Devo is going to go back to that same workload he got week one. I can see that being a one-week wonder. But he could be consistent this year if he could just stay healthy. But that whole Niners offense is just hard to predict because Kyle Shanahan never tells the media anything. He likes to hide it to himself. And for fantasy managers, that drives us crazy. And luckily, that's why I don't have Niners players on my roster, even though I was this close on taking Brandon and I'm very thankful I didn't. But it's just, it's hard to predict for the Niners. So this issue with the Niners for fantasy. But with Kittle coming back, I'm expecting him to get more than like three, four catches he had last week. And I'm expecting I to not get like zero targets. That's, that's just unexpected at
0: all. So the Niners game this weekend against the Eagles, mm-hmm. I know we're both mm-hmm. fa- opposite fans. We're both about rivals right now. I would actually start both Debu Samuel and George Kittle. Because I think they can both get targets as long as Ayuk is still recovering from his injury. And I have the Niners winning the game just due to the Niners' offense improving a lot. Their running game improving a lot. I think they can run the ball hard in this game and win the game just based off of that.
1: I will say this. The main thing that concerns me about the Eagles is that George Kittle did amazing against us last season when we faced you guys in Week mm-hmm. But but. Our defensive line and our offensive line has to stick and stay dominant because obviously your guys' defensive line is unstoppable with Nick Bosa back in the lineup. But the but the Eagles like impressed me. I know we're playing to the Falcons and everyone's like, oh, you guys beat the Falcons. We were supposed to lose to the Falcons, and I have I have faith coming into this game against the Niners. I have the Eagles winning, but I won't be shocked. It's going to be close. But I, I would still start Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's going to score 28 points like he did last week. But I'm definitely starting Devontae Smith because the Niners cornerback uh, group has really gone very thin on air after losing Nick Vanette. So Devontae Smith played really well week one against the Falcons. I could see um, his workload getting higher this week. It was only week one for a rookie. He impressed me a lot. And I could see him being your wide receiver, too, in your fantasy league this year.
0: The Niners defense last week against the Lions did well in the first half of the game, but slipped the second half with the Lions getting 30 plus points in the game in these, uh, yeah, in close to the uh, end of the game. Um, I think the Niners defense can hold it, though, this game against the Eagles. Um, the Eagles offense, as you said, did surprise me, too. Jalen Hurts did really well, um,
1: but I still think that the Niners will win. It's going to be closer than people think. Uh- there's a lot of people that are riding the the bus on having the upset win for the Eagles, and a lot of people are saying the Niners won by a large margin. I'm kind of torn right now, but just because I'm an Eagles fan, I'm going to have faith in Nick Sirianni, have faith in Jalen Hurts. So I guess see us winning this game. It's going to be a tougher task, though, because the Falcons did not look good at all. They could be a bottom-tier team this season. But I, I have faith in Jalen Hurts, and I think he is the guy, and he is going to be the guy for fantasy. With that rushing workload on top of his passing as well, he's going to be at least a top 10 quarterback. He played amazing week one, and you can expect that from his passing accuracy too. has exceeded my expectation, and I'm very happy about that because last season, he certainly wasn't good.
0: Yep, everyone, tune into the game this weekend, and let's see what happens.